Alexander Hepson. And I'm Maureen Smith. How are you doing? I'm doing ter miserable, terrible, miserable. Bad. Not very good. Not very good at all. Yeah. So it's been two weeks since we last recorded. We're gonna, like, we're making an effort to, like, get into a weekly recording schedule again. Um, our next episode, actually, we're gonna have a guest, um, a guest on the show, which will be exciting. But, uh, but yeah, it's just brutal. Like, it's been, so how many weeks into it is it right now? Does it matter? I mean, it does. I think it'll help to kind of, like... Four weeks. I think we're, like, just over a month into it. We got back March 18th. It's April 22nd. So it's been over a month already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, early predictions said it would be two months. Um, this week, Chicago just announced that all quarantine and social distancing measures are likely going to last into June. It's coming from Mayor Lightfoot's office. Um, and the federal government is still doing its I, we want to reopen in like a week or two thing. <laughs> People yeah. are protesting Yeah. those social distancing measures, which is terrible. Yeah. It's um pretty bad. Just all of it. Yeah. It's all pretty bad. Maureen's still teaching. Yeah. Doing a great job. It's it's a weird... So the thing that's hardest, and I'm sure that folks that are working home from home can relate to this, it's just hard working from home. It's really hard working from home. Um, I'm having a lot of trouble with it because... Um, there's really no distance from it. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, it's like... I work pretty much the same amount of hours, but while at where I'm used to going to a place where all of this stuff happens, like going to my studio and teaching at my studio, and if something needs to be done for a student, I do it at my studio. Whether that means I go early or stay late, I get it done there because the work I do at home is different and more important to me. <laughs> um, and I don't want, you know, a, a day job that I love. I love this job. It is a wonderful job. I really, I feel so lucky to have it. Um, but, um, it's a day job, you know? <laughs> yeah. And... I would rather be at home doing the thing that I ultimately want to be doing. And it's hard that the energy I have at home is being taken up by my day job at the expense of not being able to do the thing that I actually want to do. Well, and it's drawing, like, you have to draw lines, right? And it's harder, it's so much harder to do that when it's all in this one space. Right, and I can't... And honestly, like, because of the economic situation, if I have to draw a line, it, I have to act in favor of my day job. Yeah. Because, like, I work at a small studio, and, you know, we're a small business owned by 
someone my age and like there's no investors there's no like we're not like a chain it's like you know it's named after the owner and the owner teaches mm -hmm. and like if me or one of the other full-time teachers gets sick or burns out or you know then the business is gone and so it's like it's a lot of earlier, it's so much pressure the thing exactly of like the pressure to perform honestly you know what now that we're out of the conversation of it being two people in a relationship talking about going through a hard time and like coming into trying to talk about this in a in an like accessible i can't imagine how essential workers are feeling about this Let's say that obviously you are in a. I, I guess I I'm just, not. I'm not an essential worker. Right, but you know what I mean. Like I, I, because that has to also be, like fucking healthcare workers that that pressure to perform. That must be fucking. I mean, it's wild. obviously much different than my pressure to perform. My pressure to perform isn't. I'm not saving lives. Like literally, in conversations that I've had, with like bosses in the past, or like even this boss, it's like you know. I'm teaching music lessons to kids. I'm not saving lives. Like, it's an entirely different pressure. But imagine even being... If you were still working at a cafe or something. I mean, I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't have a job. Yeah, I guess all cafes are closing, right? Well, I mean, they're open... Some of them are open for takeout, but, like, I was never full-time... Yeah. ...at any of those cafes, so I would have been furloughed. I don't know. Can I have some water? Yeah, you can have some water. Grip it and rip it. <laughs> um all right well good i'm glad that, I'm, I'm at least glad that we kind of like address that head on i think we, i think listener we try very hard to be honest with you that's where we're at because i'm sure that i also hope it's not too much i hope that we're not adding more on to how you're feeling um hey, maybe we should put some sort of like for the first 12 minutes we're talking about how we talk about how we're not okay <laughs> yeah I think so too. Has it already been twelve minutes? Wow! No, it's not. It's I been have no six. Idea. Um, well, let's get into stuff. Uh, the first thing I know I wanted to talk about was. So we just published an editorial. Um, Tadge wrote an editorial, and it's coming out tomorrow morning. So. By the time you hear this. It'll be published. Um, What's the editorial? It's called "COVID nineteen lays bare the failings of American healthcare." <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, it's a, it is a response that she wrote to the, um, there's an article we published last week that she wrote on this Zoom meeting with Jeanette Taylor um, and a, a few other kind of um, black elected officials that were talking about, this, this was in response to, um, Remember the in the news cycle like a week and a half ago when everybody was talking about how black folks are going through it the worst because it it highlights the the problems of it. now no one like fucking no one's talking about it anymore and it was like a day of people being like oh poor black people anyway yeah. let's get more uh, uh, aid to big business you know no but anyway so I, we, I mean I don't think that that was what the average person was talking about. No, I, yeah, sorry, I'm talking about the the media, like the mainstream media. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that was an article that we published last week. And the editorial that's coming out tomorrow by Kaj is just kind of a, her, like, impression of that, of where that's at. Um, and just how, what it speaks to with just affordability of healthcare in America. 
you know, the majority of people, if they got coronavirus or anything, really, they are afraid to go to the hospital. And, like, that that speaks so much to every aspect of this, of, of you know, it's hard to combat a pandemic when most of the people have that opinion of healthcare. Yeah. You know? And, and I, that, so that, that's what the editorial is about. Um, kind of a bummer. <laughs> but it's like... Well, but it's, you know, we're not here to... We don't exist to make people smile. We exist to talk about what's going on and what going on sucks. Yeah. What What's going on is terrible. Yeah. Um, so that was a thing. And I just also... The thing I want to talk about with that, too, is um, the Progressive Caucus is pushing for Nancy Pelosi to introduce a new round of stimulus, like a direct aid stimulus plan. Thank God. Well, because it's it's ridiculous. We're in phase four. The federal government's in phase four of plans at this point. And it's been the Paycheck Protection Program, which is for small businesses, which... Depleted. Yep. Which is like a thing that seems to be better than... But then there was a huge bailout for the airlines. There was a huge bailout for other, like, so much. Like, well, in the small business protection program, the, like, the small, or the small business loans, most of those went to major corporations. Mm-hmm. It's absurd. It is absurd. Like, Shake Shack got, I think, $10 million, but then, like, got good press because they gave it back. And it's like, what are you doing applying in the first place? Right. You're not a small business. Right. You have locations all over the country. It's absurd. It is absurd. Even, I read a quote from Mark Cuban talking about how everybody talks about trickle-down economics. Maybe we should start talking about trickle-up economics. It's like, like, shut up, Mark Cuban. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, like, fucking, maybe you probably could have done something about this before now. Idiot. Something that I saw that was, like that resonated with me was somebody saying like, if I had Jeff Bezos's money, I would be, I would just be like waking up every day being like, what can I fix? Like, what can I fix? Somebody commented to the effect of you don't get Jeff Bezos rich by being a good person. Mm -hmm. Like you don't wake up as Jeff Bezos and be a good person. The way that you get that rich is by like, Choosing profit over the welfare of your employees, choosing profit over the welfare of your customers, choosing profit over the over the quality of your product. Like it's it's about if in order to get that much money, you can't be a good person. Mm-hmm. And so, like, of course he's not, you know, taking his billions of dollars and using it to help people like he's a bad person Mm -hmm. he's running on formula he's running profit analytics at at billions of dollars an hour yeah and it's like yeah yeah it's absurd the other thing that is wild to me is just election nonsense i'm not sure if we touched on it last time but which wisconsin oh god did you see that Wyoming just did um, that Biden won 
the Wyoming primary, and it was a mail-in primary, like entirely mail-in. There was no in-person voting. And it's like, Wyoming has got their shit together, huh? Mm -hmm. The Biden one? Well, I mean, because... No, that there was no in-person vote voting. Yeah. I mean, you know, Biden winning is neither here nor there, but the fact is, Wyoming, Wyoming had no in-person voting. At this point, who fucking cares? About Biden? About anything. <laughs> I just can't believe that he's yeah, winning. He's, yeah, well, you know, Bernie suspended his campaign. Right. I mean, that's the... It's so... The democratic process is so based on... I'm checked out at this point. I'm, That's fair. I'm checked out because honestly, like, he's not doing. He he come, Biden comes out with a press release every six days or so, and like says comments on something in a in a very innocuous way, and you're like, oh, that's right, there's a presidential election. Like, who fucking cares? You know, too, to the people that are like, oh yeah, Biden's gonna make. Did you see the ad that he ran about? about the coronavirus no. the like it was like a uh an anti-china ad oh i heard about that yeah it's like dude if you're gonna be doing the same shit just under a democratic banner that's not making concessions to the left to like fucking not xenophobia yeah it's like to immediately another ad they ran the biden campaign ran was we're not worried about his brain we care about his heart What? Wait, Biden's brain? <laughs> they, this is an ad for the Biden campaign. We're run. not worried about his brain. We care about his heart. Yeah. I'm worried about his brain. I'm going to go on record as being worried about his brain. I mean... Is that a hot... Like, like what the fuck? What is that ad? It's... It's... Uh, because it... Because it also implies that, like... <laughs> it's not... Because I, I think that being ableist is, is shitty. And I don't, I don't really like when people just rest their entire Biden critique on, like, whether or not he's mentally capable. I think that's ridiculous. No, I, I just, to, yeah. To hinge your... But, but the ad saying that implies that you also understand that he might not be mentally capable for the job. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Like, like, oh, that doesn't... Yeah, maybe, maybe he has onset, like, dementia or whatever. But, like, we don't... It doesn't matter. I care about his heart, you know? I'm caring... I care about how he loves, you know? Well, how he loves is... No, I'm not going to go there. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that that's that. So the only other thing I really wanted to talk about with the um, the Progressive Caucus movement trying to push Nancy Pelosi to... Um, sorry, I'm going to move this. Hopefully that doesn't make a lot of noise. <laughs> sorry, we, we, took a, we took a little break and I didn't realize that we had hit record. No, no, it's fine. Um, so I, the, the only other thing was the... Um, Progressive Caucus wants to establish a $500 million grant so that all states can set up mail-in votes voting. That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting, right? Because, like, progressives made the boldest claim they did of, like, there should be some kind of stimulus, some kind of, like, direct aid, and then Republicans seized on that first kind of, like, before anyone was thinking about... Because at least that's how I remember it. I don't entirely know if that's exactly how it happened, but I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. Where it was like, some progressive was like, maybe, I think Bernie was like, $1,200, just, there should be a $1,200 monthly payment. You know? Well, he said it should be $2,000 every month. So, there was some progressive that said, 
before before anyone even knew what to do that there should be this and then it was like snatched immediately yeah by like trump basically right but it almost feels like did you see that um if you co if you joint file your taxes with a non-citizen so if you're married to a Mm non-citizen then you don't get your stimulus package your stimulus payment Mm -hmm. it's fucked up that's such xenophobic bullshit such bullshit well and i think so that's to my ultimate point of where where we might be at is we got this early concession and then it's there's not going to be any more aid that is for the working class yeah (sighs) um can i talk about my thing yeah so this is on a local level. So um, there was today, um, this literally happened today, Wednesday, there was um, a Zoom um, city council meeting. Um, and do you want me to give you a second? No, I'm listening. Oh, okay. Um, there was a Zoom city council meeting. Um, uh be uh, so basically a vote was proposed that would give uh Lori Lightfoot emergency powers while dealing with the pandemic um but some aldermen shut it down um or called to delay this vote until Friday um those aldermen were our lefties <laughs> it was um Jeanette Taylor it was um Byron Cicho Lopez, uh, Rosanna Rodriguez, Carlos, Carlos Ramirez, Ramirez Rosa. yeah, all of the, all of our favorite lefties, um, and Raymond Lopez, did I say Raymond, Raymond Lopez? No, I did not, Raymond Lopez, and, uh, their response was basically that they didn't understand why she needs emergency power in this situation, because she, like, the city council is able to meet online very easily, and today's meeting was exemplary of that. So they voted to delay the vote until Friday. Or they called to delay the vote until Friday. And Lori Lightfoot actually called out by name Ramirez Rosa, saying that she that she's, like, ashamed to live in his ward. Because he's... Um, making it hard for her to get this power. Whereas all of these aldermen, the aldermen that asked to delay the vote are calling it a power grab. By her? By her, yeah. (sighs) Yeah. So we'll see how the vote goes on Friday. I'm really interested to see what happens with that. Mainly because, like, I... I don't know. I'm torn. Because something similar is kind of happened in Wisconsin where... Um, the governor consulted with some public health professionals and made a decision based on the advice of those professionals without consulting the legislature. And now the legislature is suing the governor for not consulting them. And so, um, now Lori Lightfoot wants power, or wants wants, like, extended executive power, and city council isn't letting her. Yeah, it's interesting. That is actually a very interesting parallel. Because 
I think that it's really easy to see the Republican-Democrat divide. Yeah. That's what's at play so much in Wisconsin with Tony Evers, is yeah. the, the whole, you know, Republicans just don't want a Democrat to be making decisions. Mm-hmm. Hon- honestly, that's really always what that feels like to me, even in this time. Um, you know, where the Republicans want everybody to get back to work, or and Democrats are... Like, that. That is all... That's very in line with the federal conversation around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, the thing that's weird to me, like... I, while, you know, I think in some ways, or like, it's actually been handling all of this really well, mm-hmm. um, she's also so adversarial with the council, with the city council, and with the progressive movement in general, which is partly what won her the mayorship in the first place, at least leading into realizing that she was more concerned. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, she, before, it was just her and Amara. Or it, it was never her, just her. It was her and Tony. But before, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Before it was her and Tony, like, people thought that she was maybe more of a progressive option than she was. Yeah. Because that was what she was campaigning. Yeah. At the time. And so it, was it a, just, it's a just wolf a in further, sheep's clothing. it's just further, uh, I guess, ironic that, that she's been so adversarial with the left wing specifically. Yeah such that the left wing has to to do that. And I mean, it's further... And it's funny because the other thing that I really wanted to talk about was led with something that Lightfoot is doing good. I mean, some would say maybe it's not enough, but, you know, the whole Little Village, Hilco uh, development yeah. project uh, implosion thing, which, for those that don't know, there was a development project that imploded and it was like a scheduled implosion it wasn't like an accident like they they were getting they were like for development i don't i don't know the full detail um but essentially i think it was decommissioned right and it was like a like a way of getting rid of it right um you know those familiar with chicago know that little village is like it's like a working class neighborhood like it's absurd because what it what it does is it just Again, this is actually we mentioned this in the in the editorial coming out that just came out. It just shows American capitalism's just disdain for working class lives that during a pandemic that has respiratory implications, implications that that you know private interests would do something like this. It's uh, it's wild. Yeah. Um. So last week, Lightfoot's administration find the them like $68,000, but it's they're going even further. The state is going even further. Jimmy Pritzker's administration, the state EPA, the uh, Environmental Protection Agency, is going to further fine the company um, for this because it's just like, and, and thank God, like there should be more done, honestly, because it's just like, like it's a fucking pandemic. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. aren't leaving their houses. Like it's just, it's just brutal. It's so tone deaf. Yeah. That's the hardest thing for all this for me. It's just how tone deaf... Certain industries are. The ownership classes. Yeah. The rich are. It's just... It's absurd. Yeah. It's really absurd. Um, yeah. Well... We're going to talk more on... So, we're going to cut this particular episode short. Yeah. Because we're recording... Tomorrow. Tomorrow. With, with a guest. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it was very nice to get back in the saddle. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll just release a shorter one. And sometimes maybe we will do that. We'll just release a shorter one so that we can continue to get stuff out. Because I'd, like I'd like to be recording more, and I'm sure that, um, that y'all would appreciate having more things to listen to about what's going on. Yeah. So we're here for you. Um, I hope you're handling things well. Oh, one thing I want to plug we've been doing a bit is on the Sounding Board Facebook group, I've been streaming Jackbox and then linking to Discord. So we've actually gotten like 15 new people on the Discord server from that. Um, so if you haven't already, make sure to check that out. Um, head to the Facebook group, find the Discord server, and we talk, we talk and chat in there. I like Jackbox games, box games, but we're always also looking for more games maybe like that or, or other stuff that... Or maybe can... like just games that we can generally play on Discord. You know, it doesn't have to be... There doesn't have to be a video component, but maybe there can be something that like... Because Discord actually does have video capability. Mm -hmm. And so if we were to play a game that involved... That isn't like a batched game, but like something that maybe like we can just play using video. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like a party game. Yeah, it's it's more and more helpful to have things that are, you know, things that we can actually, you know, interact directly with. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's my plug. You got a plug? Do I got a plug? Um, I do have a plug. Um, I'm trying to learn more about doing, reading people's astrology charts. Um, and I posted on Facebook. If you're not Facebook friends with me, um, send me a message and say that you want to be my friend. <laughs> be like, introduce yourself and then friend me just so, I don't know. Being a woman on social media, I tend to not accept friend requests from people that I don't mm -hmm. know. So send me a message and be like, I listen to your podcast, I really like it, and then I'll, you know, friend you. Um, but I posted on my Facebook today saying like, hey, like I really want to practice reading people's charts, so send me your birth details and I'll interpret it for you probably badly. And, um, I got a bunch of people to do it, so I'm good for now, but I might, I might put out another call as I get better and as I learn more. And yeah, it's, I'm really looking forward to it. It's super fun. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I've been Dan Johansson. I continue to be Maureen Smith. If you want to keep up with what we are up to, there are so many ways that you can do that. The first is to head over to scopymag.com. That is where we post all of our podcasts, all of our articles, everything. Um, you can also find us on social media. On Facebook, we are Scopy Magazine. We also have a Facebook group that we love and adore called Sounding Board? What? Um, we also have a Discord server that we seriously love it is so much fun usually most nights when we wind down we just get on discord and see who's on and it's it's been a really nice way to stay connected throughout all of this so if you want to join head over to sounding board there should be a link or just message one of us also we're on instagram tumblr twitter all of that under scopy mag and if you want to find us on your podcasting place we're everywhere we're on sounding board. Sounding board. We're under Scopy Mat or yeah. We're under sounding board. <laughs> In Spotify, 
Google, Google Play, Play, iTunes Podcasts, yeah. And if you want to keep up, uh, if you want to support the work that we're doing, the most uh, important way to do it is to subscribe for $2 a month. You can get an email every time we post on our site. That's all of our podcast episodes and articles. Um, that is the surest way that you can keep up to date with what we are reporting on. Otherwise, you can support us by heading to scopymag.com store. We have a ton of merch available, shirts, and we have a, t- a towel of our, of our cat Moody. Um, yeah. yeah, so head on that is a That is an underappreciated merch. I know. I absolutely know. Yeah, it's really underappreciated, so definitely check that out. You can buy your new favorite shirt. Sure can. And if you are a business or an entity and want to advertise with us, we have a lot of opportunities available, sidebar ads, all kinds of stuff. Um, so shoot us an email. It's gmail.com. So give a little, give a lot, and if you can't give, then listen, participate, and share. Cool. Thanks again so much for listening. Go out and make something. Yup.